0: You're listening to to Huddle Huddle Up, Up, a football podcast. Each week, Tony Dyer leads the huddle and tackles the hottest topics around the NFL. He's joined by guests from all around the football world, bringing their insights and reactions to the news and noise of the National Football League. Subscribe now to join the huddle.
1: Welcome back. It's another episode of Huddle Up, a football podcast. My name's Tony, joined by Daniel, as always. Welcome back. Hello. So take two. We haven't had to take
0: two takes. It's pretty much our podcast at this point, Tony.
1: Jesus, Daniel. (laughs) Jesus. It's take two.
0: (laughs) I couldn't help myself.
1: And we're not going to do it three times. It's been a long time since I've had to do the pod. We used to have to start like 16 Uh. times. We would start it and stop it. Uh. It was bad. But We're not going to start and stop it. We're gonna carry on, despite wanting to restart, but we won't. Thank you. <laughs> Although we should restart, somebody else who no, re- who should, no, no. somebody else who should restart is Antonio Brown. We're gonna roll right through this, Antonio Brown. Right. If there was ever a person who could benefit from a restart, I think it would be Antonio Brown. When you look back, you're gonna we we've already heard so much about him. I don't want to go on too long. We all know about the. The, the issues that Antonio Brown's had over the last few years, and clearly elephant in the room is the man took his jersey off and ran off the field. But now, it's, it's record, we record this on a Wednesday night. The news has just come out that Antonio Brown has released a statement through his attorney, and there's there's a lot of stuff in here we're going to hear a lot about. But there are a few things that I think, I mean, that initial glance, this is an absolute attack on Bruce Arians. I'm going to just paraphrase here because, again, we're going to become inundated with this. And I just want to kind of give my two cents here. The statement starts with a bunch of stuff about how he loves football and he loves the fans. And then it goes quickly to, because of my commitment to the game, I relented to pressure directly from my coach to play injured. That's the quote. Implying, of course, that he had informed Bruce Arians before the game that he was hurt and couldn't play. But he played anyway despite my commitment to the game, correct? Then he goes on to say that the staff injected me with what I now know was a powerful and sometimes dangerous painkiller that the NFLPA has warned against using. There's two bits here. The first of all is he's questioning the integrity of the staff for not informing him that he was taking uh, a substance that the NFLPA warned against. And then secondly... Bringing the NFLPA into the fight against them, yeah. So now we're in. Now we're three paragraphs into this statement, and it's already a huge mess. He goes on to talk about how how he ended up leaving the field, and what he claims is that Bruce Arians fired him because he told Bruce that he didn't want to go back in for that play, that he was done. And if you continue on, you'll see why he why he might have performed in one way and then ran off the field in a different. He goes on to explain some of that stuff, but it it goes it, it very clear that this entire statement is a target against Bruce Arians, and he's trying to bring the NFL, the NFLPA, outside medical doctors all against him. I don't know what Bruce did to piss him off, but this man is, maybe he's just unhinged. I don't know. I do not know. I, I don't know, but he is angry at Bruce Arians. The end of the statement goes on to say that uh, he's going to have surgery. And it was reviewed by two New York doctors. So uh, this thing is going to be a mess. We're going to be talking about this for a long time because, I mean, I think we all expect why Tampa Bay would have a reason to fire Antonio Brown and not pay him the rest of his contract. I think everybody sees that side of things. We're about to see a different side. And I don't know where the truth is. That's, this is going to be really interesting. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. What's interesting is that the Bucks still have not technically released him as of the recording of this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so he, he mentions that too. He said, first you fire me and now you won't free me. Like, you know, he's not being released, but. Well, you know, when all that was going down on Sunday, I, I, I almost like could guarantee that he's never going to find a job again in the NFL. Do you think this helps his case?
1: Well, obviously, and clearly, it does not help his case. That's that's where... I don't know. I think it kind of does. No, 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 no. This does not help his case in any way at all. He's claiming that he believes that the head coach fired him in the middle of a football game, first of all. So that's the other part of this. We didn't... Yeah, I, didn't I
0: mean, the dude's a whack like job. I, I didn't I go through
1: it. all of that, but that's literally part of the claim here, is that he, he wanted to... To sit out, he didn't want to go back in. And Bruce said, if you don't go back in, you're done. And he said he put a finger across his neck like you're, you know, cut his head off or whatever. And that's when he said, okay, then I'm done. And he took his jersey off and all that stuff. So he's, he's claiming that he believes he was fired on the field. To me, that's a red flag for one. Okay, first off, that's just not the way things work.
0: Yeah, That just doesn't happen.
1: That's not the way things work. <laughs> and a man of Antonio Brown's caliber knows that that's not the way things work or he should know it would be reasonable to suspect that i hope that antonio brown's okay i'm concerned i mean i'm i'm really concerned because he did seemingly well i think when with the fake vaccine card when that came out it kind of maybe spiraled him out of control again maybe that's what it was maybe it was the one one thing that just caught him up and it was out of control
0: but i think well, it's done there were reports that came out that said Um, that the team was considering cutting him when he was able to come back from that uh, suspension because he had been injured for like, I don't know, seven, eight weeks or something crazy. But they they just had so many injuries at wide receiver that he was absolutely necessary. And I think that might have been the only reason that he stayed on the team um, was just need because there was more than just rumors going around that said that he was going to be cut Um, So I, I just, I guess I have to believe that if Chris Godwin did not get hurt and, you know, tears ACL, then Antonio Brown may not even be on the team anyway. So who knows? There's just a lot of moving parts. He was so good um, back when he was with the Steelers and you, you just have to believe that, I don't know, maybe his, maybe his antics have cost him signing with another team, but I guess we still have to recognize what kind of player he was because I looked up. Cooper Cup stats uh, for this year. And I just wanted to see kind of where he ranked and what he needed because I know he was getting really close. And Antonio Brown is on the top five lists for both yards and catches um, in a single season. So, I mean, that dude's a freak athlete. But um, going to freak athletes, I mean, Cooper Cup this year, I mean, God, is there... Is there a better wide receiver in the league right now, Tony? Do you think so? Um
1: Man, I it's hard to argue with production. That's the problem. Yeah, I mean I no, I don't think there's a better one today.
0: Ah. Yeah, I mean man, I don't you know. could easily you could easily say like oh, DeVonte Adams is better at this and DeAndre Hopkins is better at this, but like overall, like I don't know. He, he it feels does it feel well crazy be, to say that? Yes, I know it, feels, it does feel he crazy. It's not like he's a special like athletic specimen.
1: He doesn't. Ooze, <laughs> he oozes more Julian Edelman than he does any wide receiver one, or any X. You know what I mean? He doesn't. Yeah. But he does everything. That's the problem.
0: He does yeah. everything. Uh, I'm trying to think of another list? wide
1: receiver that is as threatening as he is, and I don't think I can think of one.
0: Honestly, the last one of his stature was Antonio Brown. Well, there you have it. Because I'm, I'm looking at this list here. So Cooper Cup, he needs 136 yards to be the all-time yards record holder in a season. I mean, that's crazy that it's so doable, too. But number one, Calvin Johnson. Two, Julio Jones, Jerry Rice. I mean, these guys are true alpha number one guys with the bodies to do it, and we have Antonio Brown and Cooper Cup there rounding out the top five. <laughs> so that's crazy. He's gonna pass, he only needs five yards to pass Antonio Brown, and 20 yards to beat Jerry Rice, and a little less than I think it looks like, yeah, a little less than 50 yards to beat Julio. So he will. Get yeah, to number two at least overall. I don't know that he'll get to the 136 number, but he will get there um, to number two, which is crazy because he only needs 50 yards and he's a number two guy. Um, But catches-wise, too, he only needs 12. So wait, we're, the talking about,
1: we're talking about for the season,
0: right? For for the season, yeah, all-time, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. you know, in the same season, yeah. record holder there, and he has already passed Antonio Brown's best season and Julio Jones. So the only two people that he has to, um, that he has to beat is Marvin Harrison and Michael Thomas, which he only needs six catches to pass Marvin Harrison. That's just crazy.
1: (laughs) That's completely insane. I didn't know about the receptions. I knew he was really high up on, on yards, but I didn't know about the receptions. I guess I should know. Yeah, I mean, I guess I should. Have I mean, scored.
0: just just think about it. Just I mean, yeah. when you he, when you hear, is it twelve? That a game, game, is like caught,
1: if he caught twelve balls a game, I'd be like, okay, that's a normal day for Cooper Cup.
0: Uh, yeah, which is you know insane. <laughs> yeah. He's got a hundred and thirty-eight catches right now. hundred and thirty-eight
1: is okay. I mean, so it, I want to talk. I want to keep going about Cooper Cup, but I, I want to when you're done with Cooper Cup, I've I got something I want to ask.
0: Okay. I just wanted to add one more statement because Cooper cup was asked about this and he said what those guys did in 16 games, it wouldn't seem right for those records to be broken in 17. So, I mean, he's, he's a good guy. I mean, everything that he's done and says it's all team oriented. He doesn't really care about, you know, um, himself or stats or anything. He just wants to win with the team and, you know, I, I'm not shocked at all that he's he says this. He's going to end up breaking these dudes' records, but um, it, it is something kind of sad because um, we'll probably see the all-time sack record go down this weekend. Um, TJ Watt only needs one and a half sacks, and then he's the all-time single-season sack record. Um, we'll have, oh, there was some, some other record that is, like, well within reach, but... It is kind of sad that when the NFL adds this extra game, we're already seeing all these records, you know, going in the first season. But, yeah, I guess it is what it is. It is sad.
1: I mean, it's fun to get football, but you're right that it it damages the history in a way. Uh, there's, yeah, there's no it way really does. It. I mean,
0: yeah. heck, look at what it used to be. I mean, they used to play 12 games. Then they went to 14 and Correct. 16. It's and just now the way it we are. Thing. So, it,
1: yeah, and we're going to say this again. What is it? Two or three more years from now? We're getting an extra game? Yeah.
0: yeah. And we'll probably have 20 here in about a decade, so. I'll love it. I'm
1: ready for it. We'll break all the records. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but don't forget your elders. Uh, yep. Cooper Cup. What was I going to ask? Um, let me think here. MVP. At, at what point? So Aaron Rodgers, we, I sent a text to the group today about somebody who tweeted that he's not using his vote for uh, Aaron Rodgers for MVP because of his preseason antics. And I share some similar beliefs in that it's 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 just not a good look for the league. It's not a good look and it's about it's a league award. Most valuable player in the league, right? So I, I share some of that. The guy later came out, I didn't realize this, but Corey pointed this out to me later in the day. He came out and apologized for the way that he had said that. I didn't read the apology. I didn't pay too much attention to the original tweet. I just saw that he wasn't voting for Aaron Rodgers because of that. And that led oh, me to think so if it, Go ahead.
0: It might have been because of Aaron Rodgers' response. Did you see that? No, I didn't. He said, let me paraphrase, because I just watched it. was on a video. He said, that that dude is a bum. He does not know me. He doesn't know who I am, what I do for the team. The fact that he would make up his mind in the preseason that he's not going to vote for someone that hasn't even taken the field yet is ridiculous. And it basically all comes down to me not being vaccinated. So if you want to vote on the most vaccinated player, you can go ahead and do that. But keep me out of this conversation, basically. Ah, okay. So no wonder the guy came out and apologized. He's like, yeah, I kind of looked dumb for that.
1: Yeah, I would apologize too. (laughs) Yeah. But I thought it was a great response by Aaron. (laughs) So with the MVP conversation, Aaron Rodgers is clearly atop of that. Like. I would prefer to see Jonathan Taylor there personally. But we know it's a quarterback award. Aaron Rodgers seems to be the guy that's pulling ahead. Does Cooper Cup enter the conversation at this point? Considering considering the Rams um, deficiencies, in a lot of ways, this this is the team that was supposed to be. It really was. And it, it just hasn't worked out despite Cooper Cup. They're winning. Is he... Is he in line for most valuable player or is that completely a pipe dream?
0: It's unfortunate that even if let's say he gets twelve catches for a hundred and thirty seven yards and sets both records, I still don't think he gets it. Which is crazy because if he if he doesn't get it in a season like that, he's just no wide receiver ever will get it. I mean, it just you know, if he if he can't win it with that, like breaking multiple records, and I think, I think what, he's what's in the line to touchdown two. record. He's yeah, got to be yeah, close. Yeah, yeah,
1: He's got to be close.
0: Because I was about to say, I was about to say the the triple crown. Um, it hasn't happened since like Steve Smith did it, and gosh, it was before two thousand ten the league in catches yards and touchdowns, which he already has, obviously. Catches and yards locked up. I want to see. Yeah, I'm gonna look up real quick. Um while you're while you're talking, I'm gonna look up catches. Um well, I don't have a whole lot. he's gotta be close. Catches or touchdowns?
1: Touchdown catches. There we go. There we go. I don't have a whole lot more to say about Cooper Cup. I just want to know about this stat.
0: Yeah, so it's it's 23, obviously, Randy. Here, you look at uh, that. Here's, that.
1: A, here's something you wrote down. We'll talk about this. Uh, fantasy MVP. Okay. Uh, fantasy MVP. We are looking up a different MVP stat right now, but apparently, according to Daniel, according to Gridiron, I think, is that right? Yep. Yep. Cooper Cup scored more fantasy points than all of the Giants' wide receivers combined. More than all the Browns' wide receivers combined more than all the Panthers wide receivers combined and more than the Broncos wide receivers combined not all together but individually as teams. So I'm not trying to say like, you know, more than 55 wide receivers or whatever. Um Daniel, is that enough time?
0: It's a this that's, is That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. That, that stat that I I mean, that is just insane. Um Yeah, he's not close. He's not close. Okay. He has 15. No, nope. he has 15, which is still crazy because we played 16 weeks. Like, they all played 16, and he's,
1: he's probably a score in, like, Jesus. almost
0: every week. Yeah, yeah. but uh, even Devontae Adams last year had 18. Gronk had 17 one year. I mean, he is he's 20-something, 28th on the list or something like that. So he's, he's not, not up there. But with that being said, though, on the list as far as, like, this year, he's definitely going to get it. It's 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 the triple crown. Because no one else... I'm looking here for anybody... Jamar Chase has 13, and he's not going to get it next week. Joe Burrow's sitting. They're getting ready for the playoffs. And that is the next closest. So unless someone scores like seven touchdowns, <laughs> I don't see anyone. Mike Evans has 12, so that's the next in line. So they... And Mike Evans, so, so
1: well, yeah, yeah, he's not going to Cooper
0: Cup has locked up the triple crown for wide receivers.
1: Wow. Best bets of the Week. I would not have bet that coming into the year that Cooper Cup would be the most receptions, most receiving yards, and most touchdowns for the year. I would never have a million years thought that was going to happen. That's crazy. That's crazy.
0: Did you know that Tom Brady leads the league in passing yards and passing touchdowns? It doesn't surprise me, but I didn't know that. Yeah, crazy. He hit forty. He's thrown for forty touchdowns this year, and I think he's like a hundred, just under a hundred, shy of like five thousand yards or something. Jesus. I mean, just in, just insane. The dude was he forty four?
1: Uh, it was forty four. Or sixty nine. Let me look. <laughs>
0: He's 44. He's 44. Yeah. That's crazy. He, I think he is officially thrown for more touchdowns in his forties than he has in his twenties. Jesus. No way. No way. Yeah, I, I think that is true. Oh my God.
1: <laughs> can, can you believe that I cannot believe that I'm going to fact check that because that's blowing good. my mind that's blowing yeah my I mind.
0: I can't wrap my mind around the stuff that Tom Brady has done like in his career when I when I find stop, stuff stop, like stop, that stop stop
1: stop. I'm done I'm I feel disgusted I don't want to talk about this anymore I don't want to talk well, about anymore. are Tom you Brady looking at it
0: up? are you looking it up fact yeah. check it
1: no 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 just in general I feel I'm starting to feel like we've gone on too long we're talking too much about Tom Brady
0: I don't like okay, it. that's fine. This is best okay. bets of the week. Best bets of the week. Welcome back. Jeez, um, I
1: feel slimy now.
0: Yeah. No, I'm icky. kidding.
1: I'm kidding. So, yeah. He's the so goat. I, I get have.
0: It. Yeah, I have three spreads and one over uh, over under. My first spread is Colts at Jags. Um, was telling Tony this early in the week. It's really hard hard to think about the fact that the Colts have not won in Jacksonville and they play in division, mind you. So they play in Jacksonville every single year. They haven't won there since 2014. That's the last six times they've been in Jacksonville. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That blew my mind. I didn't believe you. I made you prove it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're definitely winning this year, but the Jags, it's a 15-point spread. I mean, in division, you take that all day no matter what you know it is because even the Jags, when they came to Indy, gave them, gave them kind of a game. So I know we talked about how much Trevor Lawrence sucks last week. Definitely proved it this week. They lost by 40 on a garbage touchdown. They almost lost by 50. <laughs> but I still think they get within 15 of the Colts. Uh, it's a totally new game. They're at home this time. They're playing in division. So give me give me the Jags plus 15 on this one. Uh, my next bet is 49ers are going into L.A. to play the Rams. These Every game, by the way, this week is a division game. So they're all going to be teams that are very familiar with each other. Uh, but the Rams, they are playing for the division. So they're still competing with the Cardinals uh, to win that division there. And the 49ers are still competing for a playoff spot. Um, I think, due to reports today, Jimmy Garoppolo is at practice throwing. But I think Trey Lance might start again. So he got last week's start under his belt. He's a little more experienced. I think Trey Lance is going to come into this game, actually, and give the Rams a game. Um, So I like the 49ers here. So I'm taking another underdog spread here. It's five. So give me the five um, 49ers will cover. They'll keep it interesting with the Rams. The Rams have really struggled as of late. You you said it. I mean, they went into Minnesota against a horrible secondary, just fell flat on their face. And then they went into Baltimore, who Joe Burrow literally set records with the week before. And Matt Stafford turns the ball over three times and acts like he, he's barely played this year and doesn't have anyone to throw to I mean. It, the Rams have been very up and down, much like the Bucks were last year. So maybe maybe it's a sign they'll just put it all together in, in the playoffs. But um, I think the 49ers are surging here, and they're going to make a playoffs um, with this win, Did um, I see possibly. That,
1: did I see that Cam Akers was a full participant?
0: Yes, you did, which is crazy. Um, I love to see that. I mean, usually a torn Achilles is like a death sentence for a running back, but he's only 23. Um look at what Deontay Foreman is doing right now. Set he's to the last play. one.
1: Oh my god, it says set to play Sunday.
0: Yeah, I don't think that he's going to, you know, play a full allotment of snaps or anything, but if he takes yeah, one we're snap, gonna, that's a big deal. If he plays one yeah, snap, we're going gonna... to see Cam Akers on the field on Sunday. Okay, which can, is crazy.
1: Let's let's have this conversation right in the middle of your best bets of the week. Um uh-huh. Comeback player of the year? It's Dak. It's Dak. Next.
0: Yeah. But um, another huge, uh, just side note here, another huge, huge injured player that we're getting back this week that I just can't believe, Derrick Henry. I saw him, I watched videos of him running at practice and juking. The dude had a broken foot. And he's back, and, and he and weighs, it, you know, 250.
1: Andrew Luck had a broken foot, and so did Quentin Nelson. It's all relative. Small
0: break. It is, but he's a running back. He is running back. So yeah,
1: I can see that it's
0: going to be crazy if he comes back into form anyway. So yeah. Um, Third bet here. Chargers at Raiders. I know the Raiders went into Indy. Sorry, Tony, you were there to witness it. Uh, And they, and they upset the Colts. The Chargers are going to beat the Raiders this week. It's minus three on the road. And I think the Chargers take care of business here. Both of these teams are vying for a playoff spot. Um, it's actually pretty comical that there there was news that if the Jags somehow upset the Colts, the, this game here is Sunday night football. It got moved to Sunday night football, so it would literally be the last game of the week, and the Chargers and Raiders would both get in the playoffs with a tie so that both teams would just kneel the clock out <laughs> when the game started so they both make the playoffs. So that was that's pretty comical to think about, but... Um, not gonna happen. Both these teams hate each other in division. They're gonna try and play spoiler for the other team. Basically, the team that loses this game doesn't make the playoffs. And I think the Chargers are just an overall better, better team. Raiders might get Darren Waller back this week though, so that might be huge. But uh, but I, I still think I like. Uh, I trust Justin Herbert and the Chargers to take care of business there. Last one, Bengals at Browns. This is gonna be the duel of the backup quarterbacks. Um, Baker's having surgery, he's out Joe Burrow's resting for the playoffs Joe Mixon has COVID Um, They're going to hold out Jamar Chase I promise you they're going to hold out T. Higgins as well Um, So it's literally just going to be The battle of the backups And then we saw Sunday night What the Browns want to do with Nick Chubb Apparently they just want to save him for next year because everybody's fantasy championships like my own came down to Nick Chubb and Stefanski was making Baker prove it to shop him.
1: That's a whole nother podcast. Um, we could talk about that for another 20 yeah, minutes.
0: Yeah, it is. Oh my God. That made me so mad.
1: Yeah. We'll yeah, about the
0: that. Browns were out of the playoffs. They were out they of the just playoffs. Didn't wanna, they didn't want to use Nick Chubb, which I mean, if I was a coach, I get it, but and they
1: wanted to expose Baker Mayfield.
0: It's it's they, they played to lose that game. They really did. They wanted to expose Baker, to make them not look as bad and blame it on Baker and shop Baker and kick Baker to the curb, I get all that. But they're what else? I mean, they they played to not win that game. The way they played Nick Chubb. They really did. But whatever. The over under on this one is 38 and a half. I'm taking the under. Whoa, it's going to be in low. In, super low. Yeah, super low. I just the with the Browns, oh god, they better not run Nick Chubb. They better not. From what they did on Monday night, I swear, if Nick Chubb gets 10 carries, I'm going to have a broken TV in my house. God, that was so frustrating. So Kareem Hunt, he's been hobbled. They definitely better not play him. They better not play um, Nick Chubb. They're going to have a backup quarterback. I can't even remember who Baker's backup is right now. Um, But, yeah, the Bengals are going to have all second team under 38. I think this hits 38 and a half. So there you have it. There you have it you've been listening to huddle up a football podcast subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us at huddle up nfl and at commissioner mister on twitter to keep up on the latest from the nfl and stay up. in the huddle the Huddle up. team on three one two three three